Hey, this is Brendan, and thanks for listening to The Collect Call. As our show enters its third year, Holly and I are taking a little bit of a break to reassess what direction we're going to go next, because after doing this show for a couple of years, we're starting to run out of collects. The Book of Common Prayer has a lot of them, but not an infinite number. So we have decided to take the Easter season to figure out what we're going to do next, and we'd actually really welcome your ideas. Uh, are there other aspects of liturgy that you're interested in? Have you enjoyed our interview shows and want us to do more of those? Let us know by tweeting at us at The Collect Call or sending us an email at The Collect Call at acts8movement.org. In the meantime, we don't want to leave you bereft of a show. What we've actually done is gone back and done a digitally remastered picture disc edition of our first episodes of The Collect Call. Longtime listeners will know that our initial sound quality was pretty terrible, and uh, that's because of some technical issues that are too boring to go into. But whatever. Uh, we have the original sound files, we've cleaned them up, and we're sharing them with you. And if you have not listened to the origins of this show, you're going to find that we have come a long, long way. Anyway, uh, enjoy this series of shows, and we will be back to you after Easter. Uh, also, one more thing. Our guest, Corbin Qualls, who we had on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, we have another episode with him in the can. Uh, so we'll probably release that sometime during Easter season as well, so you can look forward to a new episode. Uh, happy Easter, everybody. We will see you in ordinary time. Welcome to The Collect Call. Welcome to the Collect of the Week podcast, an offering of the Acts 8 moment. The release date of this recording is April 18th, 2014, just two days before Easter. Uh, let's take a second and say who we are. I'm Brendan O'Sullivan-Hale, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm Holly Powell, and I'm a member of the Church of the Holy Trinity in Georgetown, Kentucky. So let's talk a little bit about what this podcast is about exactly. So it's about the Collect of the Week. Collect. How do you spell that? Well, it's uh, spelled like uh, collect, like uh, stamp collecting or precious moments figurines or comic books or whatever. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Why do you pronounce it that way? I have no idea, but it is not important. Um, the main thing is that in our faith tradition, we have dozens of these, and uh, they're the prayers that get inserted um, in our worship. It's one of the things that changes every week. Um, but I don't know about you, Holly, but for me, um, the Collect of the Week is sort of an auditory kryptonite. Even if I'm actively trying to listen to them and hear them, um, I really find it hard to process the meaning. Um, I don't know if you have the same experience or not. I do. In some ways, I wish that the Collect of the Week came at the end of the service instead of the beginning, because in a lot of ways, it's sort of like you said, it sets the tone for the week, but it also kind of wraps it up pretty neatly. And um, it's usually at the very opening of our service. And at that point, I'm just kind of getting settled in. If I have my daughter with me, I'm getting her coloring book out or whatever. So um, I would like to have it repeated maybe at the very end. So, yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah, and you know, I've been in some churches where they have the uh, entire um, congregation read the Collect, 
Um, and I do find that when I'm in that kind of situation, I, I, I pay a little bit more attention um, there too, but um, we don't do that at my place. Yeah, we don't do that at mine either, although it is printed in our bulletin. So I do often go back and, and look at it after, especially after we've read the, the scripture readings for the week and, and kind of take a look back at it to see how it's reflected. Yeah. Well, so what, what, what we're going to do is um, to kind of try to counteract um, at least my bad habits. It sounds like you've got better habits than I do. Um, we're going to kind of dig into uh, some of the collects every week. This is, uh, uh, and we're coming up on Easter Sunday. And the Book of Common Prayer actually gives us uh, three choices for the uh, Easter collect. And if you're uh, following along at home, um, this is on uh, page 222 uh, of your Book of Common Prayer uh, or you can find them at uh, bcponline.org. Uh, so there, there are three options available. Uh, we're only going to focus on the first option and the third option because we want to talk about the ones uh, that you're going to hear uh, on Easter Sunday. Uh, and the second option is written specifically for the Easter Vigil on, uh, on Saturday night. So we're going to reflect on these collects and uh, what they might mean and uh, hopefully get us to uh, pay more attention both uh, Easter Sunday uh, and thinking about them throughout uh, Easter week. So, uh, Holly, do you want to read the first collect for us? I'd love to. So this is collect number one. O God, who for our redemption gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of our enemy, grant us so to die daily to sin that we may evermore live with him in the joy of his resurrection through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So I did a little bit of homework on this one, and so it turns smart. out that what? <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this prayer is, like, really old. It dates back to uh, about the year 600. It's uh, a part of a liturgy that's attributed to uh, Gregory the Great, so it's kind of wild to think that we're saying words that have been around for like 1,400 years. Got to love the Episcopal Church. Yeah. So um, there's kind of two key parts to the prayer. Mm -hmm. the, the first part is uh, sort of the where we start with, O oh God, who for our redemption gave your only begotten Son to the death of the cross, and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the power of our enemy. That is a uh, – that that's just – the part where we're addressing God and saying something about God. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole lot packed into that. Yeah. There, for that to be, what, something like 25 words, there's a whole lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because we get, we get that God is acting for our redemption. We get the theological point that uh, Jesus is God's only begotten son. Right. A little um, callback to John 3.16 there. And, uh, and then we've got, we get the piece about, for our redemption, uh, Jesus died on the cross, and then by his resurrection, we are delivered from the power of our enemy. And uh, that enemy bit's really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it's such an interesting choice of words. I, and, you know, spoiler alert, but we're going to be talking about sin in the next part. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if if this is meant to kind of prep us to draw the logical conclusion that sin is the enemy and um, that Jesus is Jesus 
through God is the one to deliver us from that. That's kind of what I took from it when I started thinking about it. But I don't know. What did you think? Well, so, you know, I, I was thinking about the enemy and really, you know, maybe going to sort of a Satan place. Um, but as I've thought about it more, because, you know, you, you brought up the question of sin that comes up in, in the next uh, in the next clause, um, I started making some sense of it through a line in the first letter uh, of Peter. Uh, so it's First Peter 5.8, and uh, that line goes, Discipline yourselves, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around, looking for someone to devour. And so when we get into kind of that next clause that says, grant us so to die daily to sin, the thing that's kind of implicit there is that, you know, even though we have been redeemed, we're going to keep sinning. We're going to keep screwing up. And uh, you and I know that uh, through kind of our daily lives and our own failings. And so the thing, the reason I, I, I mentioned that bit about about First Peter is that you've got your adversary looking for someone to devour. You know, in devouring that that's that's sin possessing you. And so the thing that this got me thinking about was that I may sin, I may fail, uh, but those sins or failures do not um, are not my identity. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. That that makes a lot of sense to me. I guess for me, the thing that really struck me about this collect is the the phrase dying daily to sin. It's super evocative to me. And I think maybe one of the reasons for that is that this whole thing is there's nothing that we can do here in this prayer. There's no action that we can take. We are asking God to grant us a daily death. So we're not actually trying to take any action, and as a kind of type A, what can I do to get this done person, that is not super comforting to me, but I get it, and I get the sort of symbolism of the the Good Friday and the Easter resurrection in our daily lives every single day being reflected really powerfully here in this prayer. Yeah, well, and it's funny, because um, this, even though this is an Easter prayer, it's definitely got kind of Good Friday undertones to it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it really kind of very tightly links the the resurrection with death. And I think, uh, particularly in the standard celebration of Easter, particularly if you haven't really kind of gone through Holy Week, it, you sort of gloss over the death part. And this prayer certainly doesn't do that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you make an interesting point, though, about us who are praying the prayer asking for sort of an act, a passive role, um, that this is something that death is something that, that happens to us. And in this particular context, dying to sin, that death represents, represents grace. Um, that's a gift that God gives us, the death to sin and uh, the opportunity uh, for a new kind of life. Right. I, I, I keep contrasting it to one of my favorite prayers, which is, uh, grant us the strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart, which is still a granting, but in order for us to take a specific action. And and this is very much uh, the kind of here I am, God, do with me what you will type prayer. Yeah. So, you know, because I, I was thinking, how is praying this prayer going to change how I act, what I do this week? 
it almost seems like there isn't much to do here uh, right. other than sort of relax in God's forgiveness and grace, and that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have we, uh, have we said all we have to say about this one? Do you want to move on to the next prayer? Um, before we do that, I guess we could take a second, if you're not um, familiar with the, the structure of the collects, that they most often open with a, an O oh God, um, speaking to God, the Father, and then, correct me if I'm wrong, Brendan, but I, I'm pretty sure most of them close with this standard through Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, so kind of tying it back to uh, back together. You have kind of three technical parts um, that, that are happening here. Um, there's a uh, commentary uh, on the uh, American Prayer Book. It's called, uh, uh, well, yeah, Commentary on the American Prayer Book by Marion J. Hatchett. Uh, it's still in print. Marion Hatchett makes the point that the structure of the collect is uh, as rigid as a haiku, uh, is how he describes it. Uh, so the three components are, are, are the preamble, and that's the part where you say, hey, God, and and it gets more elaborate than that uh, because you say, you know, in, in this example, hey, God, uh, who who did this particular thing? And then there's the petition. This is what we're asking God to do for us. So that's that part where we say, grant us so to die daily to sin, etc. And then the final part uh, is what's called the mediation uh, so in this case, it's through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. What, what's happening there is, so we're, we're praying to God through Jesus. So Jesus, the, the Son of God, who uh, has shared our human identity. Uh, and then we're doing just kind of a call out to the third person of the Trinity, uh, the Holy Spirit. You know, I tried to do a little bit of research uh, on the mediations with a Google search, but it kept taking me to things about uh, meditation. Um, Google mm. does not uh, appreciate uh, what I was trying to search for. Uh, so if any <laughs> listeners uh, know more about uh, mediations, uh, you know, let us know uh, on, uh, on the show website, and uh, we'll learn more about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I personally appreciate that as someone who often – um, praise to Mary, and when I hear people say Episcopalians don't don't pray through people, well, we kind of do every week because we pray through Jesus. So, ha. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's go uh, on to the uh, to the next prayer. So this is uh, Easter prayer, uh, the collect number three. And uh, Holly, you want to take us through it? Sure. Almighty God who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, grant that we, who celebrate with joy the day of the Lord's resurrection, may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. So um, this prayer is also really old, but it's actually a mashup of two prayers. The preamble part where we say, Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting light, life, uh, that dates back to, uh, to about 600. Hmm. Uh, and then the uh, petition, the grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of the Lord's resurrection, is about a hundred years, um, about a hundred years younger. This prayer has been prayed for a long time too. So this okay. one uses um, some really different imagery. Yeah, uh, I, I would guess that at least for me, this prayer seems a little bit more um, celebratory, and 
I would be really interested to hear how many of, of our churches use this college as opposed to college number one on Easter Sunday this year. Yeah, I'm going to guess that this prayer is more popular, although I don't know that yeah. for sure, because you know you get the uh, you get the overcoming of death. Um, there's no uh, imagery uh, around the crucifixion, uh, so uh, Good Friday really kind of drops out of the picture here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it also um, it's it's giving us. A task, uh, me, the task-oriented person. Yeah. I like the fact that we are being informed to celebrate with joy. So, so it gives you that kind of uh, home setting for the rest of the service. Oh, you know that's actually uh, that's pretty great. I hadn't noticed uh, that detail. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so when I have uh, host people for Easter brunch, then that's uh, then I'm I'm fulfilling what what this prayer commands me to do. Absolutely, you are fulfilling the word of God. Excellent. So, so the the uh, the thing in the attribution. So the imagery in the attribution that I really like, though, uh, is that uh, is the overcoming of death and opening to us the gate of everlasting life. Um, I love that imagery um, of the door. Uh, yeah. So that 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 you know, Christ has opened a door for us, and we have the opportunity to choose to walk through that door. Yeah. No. It's it's the the quintessential image of the pearly gates being uh, talked about here, and it it's quite a beautiful image, and it's something that I I like to to think about. Well, and one of the things that that I think about with it a lot is that. You know, for me, the afterlife really isn't sort of a primary concern of my faith. But when it comes to really thinking about what death is, what death means, what what's happening here is that, that you have the, the death and resurrection of Christ. And I take a lot of comfort um, in knowing that, that, you know, the door of death that one day I'll walk through is the same door that Jesus walked through. And uh, I, I hope that I can face it with, with courage. I, and that's a, it's just a really powerful image for me. Yeah. So well, let's go on to kind of the celebration um, part yeah. of this. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of our Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving spirit. So there's still some of this passive element in this prayer too, isn't there? There is, yeah. Yeah, again, it's the only thing we get to do here is celebrate with joy, which I'm happy about. But it's interesting that we don't raise ourselves from sin. Um, we, we are raised or we are asking to be raised uh, which I think is is quite appropriate. I also found it interesting here that we're asking to be raised uh, from the death of sin by the Holy Spirit, which is a little bit different from from the first college where we're we're asking Jesus to do that. Yeah. So in this case, the Holy Spirit isn't you know tacked on at the end like in the other prayer. The Holy Spirit's really active in what we're asking yeah. for. Right. Yeah. So we get celebration. So, so the only thing we have to do is celebrate, um, and and we just ask uh, to be raised. That's a that's a really great thought for the week. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. I also um, was kind of struck in the two different collects the the difference between the description of sin in the first one as something that we needed 
to die to, and in this one being uh, that sin is its own death, which is is just kind of an interesting juxtaposition, I think. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> but again, what what strikes me with this one is is just like you said, Brendan, that I like how it it ends on a focus of the celebration. I, I think that's what the Easter season is all about. It's the kind of Christian I want to be is a kind who is actively showing the joy that my faith brings to me. And so I appreciate this prayer kind of calling that out at the beginning of the service. Yeah. Well, and I, I love sort of the, um, you know, the, 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 this touching off as Easter as uh, a whole season of joy. Uh, you know, we, we, we've just come through Lent, um, this season of penitence, um, and it's kind of easy to think of, you know, then you have the big Easter service and you have uh, your big Easter brunch or whatever, uh, and, then, and then you go back to normal. Um, right. But Easter is, you know, 50 days long, uh, and this prayer calls us to celebrate that. Yeah. And I also love that the uh, that there are kind of resources popping up in the Episcopal Church to have kind of the whole Easter season as the uh, other side of Lent. Um, so I, I, I think you and I both kind of participated last year in the in the thing that was issued in their uh, 50 Days of Fabulous thing on yep. Facebook. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm really excited about that again this year because um, it, it's it's it really helps keep in mind. Um, the the, uh, the celebration of the resurrection, um, and it keeps Easter alive uh, for longer, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, and we can put a link to that in the in the blog page where we're going to be posting this. So if anybody wants to go find it, uh, we can get you there quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So for our final segment, um, we have uh, we're, we're going to uh, take these collects uh, one step further and adapt them for the internet age and uh, condense these down uh, to tweets. Holly, are you ready for this challenge? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> this was a lot harder for this challenge. <laughs> this was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, uh, but. Uh, so um, we'll go, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my first one for collect number one. Okay. So, I can fail, but to God I'm not a failure. Every moment is a chance to reach for a deeper relationship with God. Hashtag Easter, hashtag resurrection, hashtag now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to have to step up my game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, what's yours? Okay. So mine is, oh crap, I can't find it. Hold on. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'm ready. All right. (laughs) Okay. So I try to keep mine pretty short and sweet. Uh, My tweet for colleague number one is, every day we have a choice to sin or to choose joy. Today I choose joy. Hashtag Easter, hashtag resurrection, hashtag collect of the day. Wow, that's you got that in under 140 characters? Yes. Wow, that's awesome. I think. Don't quote me on that. But I <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if, you cut some of the, if you cut some of the hashtags, I'm sure. Well, one of our uh, legions of listeners will count for us. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. 
Okay, so comic number three, um, I'm going to tell you, I already uh, feel bad about this because I totally missed the celebration aspect of it um, But uh, in this tweet, but whatever. Um, Self-sacrifice cool. is the door to a better kind of life. May God grant me the courage to walk through it. Hashtag Easter, hashtag resurrection. Okay. So mine was... The gate has been opened. Let us celebrate with joy. Hashtag Easter. Hashtag resurrection. Hashtag colic of the day. Awesome. Yours, okay, you definitely win that round. <laughs> uh, well, okay. so um, it looks like that's it. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is our uh, first podcast, um, and it's uh, it's going to be awesome. So uh, thanks for joining us for the uh, Collect of the Week podcast. Again, it's an offering of the Acts 8 Moment. Follow us on the web at acts8moment.org, on Facebook at facebook.com slash acts8moment, or on Twitter at uh, acts8moment. Join us next week for a discussion of the uh, Collect for the second Sunday of Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter! Flash keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended Our full homage to